0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's GradCracker webinar, where we are joined by global pioneering healthcare company, Roche. We're going to be getting to know all about Roche and their opportunities for placement students and graduates in various areas of their business. We'll also get to hear hints and tips from our panel about how to succeed in the recruitment process and what it's really like to work at Roche. Right now, Roche have a couple of graduate roles in, in their regulatory and product management groups open to applications on their GradCracker company hub, with more graduate roles to come and their placement opportunities will be opening in October. So make sure you apply and follow them to be alerted to upcoming roles. So to get things started, we're going to come over and meet Juliana, the early careers partner at Roche. So hi, Juliana. Um, Could you start by giving us an overview of your role at the business?
1: Sure, so thank you so much for the invitation. We're really happy to be here. Uh, So my name is Juliana. I'm part of a global team called Early in Career, in which basically what we want is that everyone that starts their career at Rush has a great experience. That they're able to learn, that they're able to understand what our company does, that they are linked to our purpose of saving patients and helping them through disease, and as well that they're able to stay with us and grow eventually um, as leaders in our company. I'm based in Spain, however, I'm currently based in Colombia, so hi from <laughs> Colombia.
0: <laughs> yes, we have a very international panel today because Ruby's also in Switzerland, so yeah, people are zooming <laughs> in from everywhere. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, Juliana, for that introduction. Um, and if you could describe Rush in 60 seconds, what would you say?
1: Great. So first, Rush is a great company to work for because one of the things that really makes us feel and be engaged with our company is that we work to help patients. So our purpose is doing now what patients need next. What does this mean? That really our day-to-day, no matter division, country, location, or business, we really are working towards innovation, being really courageous in bringing up science that can help patients from diagnostics and treatment so that means that we are in the whole journey of a patient really being sure that we prevent, that we have diagnostics, and that as well we have treatments and follow up on their disease to be sure that they're having a better quality of life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We are the largest biotech company in the world. Yeah. As well, we are number one in in vitro diagnostics and tissue-based cancer diagnostics. And that really makes us a big player in making sure that healthcare is something that is available to everyone in the world as we have more than 150 offices and we are more than 100,000 employees worldwide. So access and innovation is what we do every day.
0: Fantastic. That's a brilliant overview, Juliana. Um, and I think one of the things about Roche is it is it is a huge organisation and some yeah. of the things that you do um, are just fascinating and you get involved, you know, from the pharmaceuticals to the, the diagnostics and testing um, element of it as well. It's, there's just so many different pathways for a student, which is, is what we're going to go on to next. So can you tell us a little bit about the, um, the programmes that you offer for students and graduates? Sure. So
1: just to give you a little bit of numbers,
0: we're going to have around
1: 37 open roles for industrial placements Mm -hmm. that basically mean that there can be both part of our pharma division or diagnostic division. It is important to mention that pharma is based in Welling City and diagnostics in Burgess Hill. So these industrial placements have many different areas that they could work with, uh, specifically clinical trials and operations. This is a big side that we have in Welling, in regulatory, in informatics, bioanalytics, data science, and as well in everything around digital. Mm-hmm. So this means in general that the audiences that we're targeting are all from a STEM backgrounds. Mm-hmm. But I must say as well that we're very flexible and open because our main purpose in attracting young talents is that they have motivation, that they're aligned to our culture and purpose, and that they really have learning agility. And then from a graduate scheme perspective, we're going to have nine open roles. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to have a little bit more details on one of these programs, which is in regulatory. But as well, we have a couple of opportunities in business um, functions as communications, marketing and access.
0: Brilliant. oh fantastic that, that, that's a huge range of different um different schemes that we've got available um, so i'm really looking forward to getting those onto the grouch cracker company hub in the ne- in the next few weeks um so just kind of touching upon something that's probably quite you know Im- important in in rosh's message in the uk at the moment um also something that's obviously touched all of our lives in the COVID-19 pandemic, Um, because Roche was very involved in the UK's response to, initial response to that, weren't they? So could you tell us a little bit more about what what Roche did in that kind of early stages and throughout the pandemic? Sure. So I guess I'll start from my own experience as an employee. Mm -hmm. One of the things that Roche did was
1: really guaranteeing safety to us, so meaning that we didn't lay off anyone. Mm -hmm. because of the pandemic, and we maintained business continuity to ensure that all the supplies and tests, medicines, and treatments were available to patients, which was a really big challenge considering all the restrictions and everything that we had to live through. Additionally, we developed new diagnostic tools, so antigen tests, PCRs, and as well, um, we're starting seeing if some of our medicines could be part of the treatment options for patients, but as well developing entirely new medicines to treat the virus and as well connecting with the governments and helping them see what was the best way to manage the pandemic in general. So we yeah. did try to have a very active role. And at mm-hmm. the end, I think that the response of Rush, and specifically once again, in my perspective, was really making us feel safe, which was something that all of us were really looking forward through those Mm -hmm. difficult times
3: yeah
0: yeah yeah absolutely and I think you know what you were saying earlier about um, your cancer diagnosis and things like you know people in those sort of situations throughout the pandemic were very vulnerable so having that Mm -hmm. continuity of medicines um, is obviously incredibly important today as well and you know Roche being the first um, the company to deliver the first Um, COVID tests to the NHS and things you know it's a really really great story to kind of talk about and um, I'm sure that the the treatments that you came up with during that period are going to be beneficial for many many years to come so um, thank you so much Juliana and we're going to head off to meet the rest of the panel now Um, so Josie could you start by telling us where you went to university what you studied and what you do at Roche now?
2: Absolutely Sophie Um, so hi everyone I'm Josie Um, so I'm one of the placement students so technically I'm still at university I'm at (laughs) um, the University of Birmingham I'm doing a maths degree so Mm -hmm. I'm taking a year out now and then after so next September Mm -hmm. I'm going to go back do my final year and then I'll graduate Mm -hmm. Um, so my role at Roche um, for the year Mm -hmm. is um, in the data science department Mm -hmm. um which takes in quite a few placement students I think eight um so that's um one of the things that I've enjoyed so much since starting here is um I didn't like I wasn't thrown into it by myself I was thrown in as one of like eight of us in the same position yeah um and but within that we all do do slightly different things so Mm -hmm. Some people are more sort of um, data quality, data cleaning, data curation. I'm um, a statistical programmer um, first and foremost, but I expect to be doing more statistician work as I okay. move on because um, there's, there's opportunity for me to have um, sort of flexibility and pick up what I want and whatnot. But the other, mm. uh, there are placement students in other aspects of, I'm in well in the pharmaceutical And within Wellin, there are placement students in informatics, clinical operations, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I'm in data science and I, and there are, I'm sorry, there are other data science students that haven't just a maths. Um, I work with um, students that are doing biomedical science, biochemistry, Mm. natural science. So that gives you a flavor
0: yeah no that's brilliant I think that's a good point to make as well that you kind of think data science or maybe you do have to come from that math stats sort of background but as Juliana said earlier they're very flexible about you know the background that you come from as long as you've got the right attitude and the right fit for the business so thank you so much Josie we're going to come back um, in a little while and find out even more detail about your role and what you're up to now but I'm going to head over and say hi to Ruby so hi Ruby. Hi, Ruby thank you for joining us today so same questions to you um where did you go to university what did you study and what is your
4: role at Rush? Yeah, cool. Um, firstly, thanks for having us today. Um, so I went to University of Leeds. I did a biological sciences degree. Um, similar to Josie, between my second and third year, I did a placement year, but I actually worked in pharmaceutical manufacturing. So I kind of was in the end of the life cycle testing pharmaceutical products for microbial contamination. Um, and then I came back to university for mm-hmm. a year. Um, I also worked in an NHS COVID testing lab during that time Um, and then I decided actually I want to try something different Um, and decided, you know, Roche was the place for me, I knew it was an amazing company Um, and I found the regulatory graduate scheme, thought yep, that's it. Um, and applied to that. And that's where I am now. So actually next week is my one year anniversary of working at oh, Raj. Yay, um, anniversary. <laughs> um, And yeah, as I said, I work in the regulatory department. So um, this is the department that collects together all of the information um, that is created by all the different teams. So clinical safety, st- uh, stats, um, Medical affairs, every every single function into a package to send that to the health authority. So the FDA in the US or EMA in the EU, um, ready to try and get approval for this medicine in those areas. Me specifically, I work in a um, sub function of regulatory, which is labeling. So I develop the, in, in, not the sticky thing that goes on the bottle, um, <laughs> but the document that is basically the. Um, describes the efficacy and the safety and the key points about a drug. So uh, your dosage, your storage, that's all in one of those documents. Um, So part of my role is writing that and then maintaining those for the products.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Ruby. That was a great um, introduction. And as with you, as with Josie, we're going to come back to you and find out even more about your role in a few minutes. Um, But Roz, we're going to come over and say hi to you. Um, So you are a regulatory group director and get involved in a number of different things for Roche. So could you tell us a little bit more about your role?
5: Yes, of course. Hi, so I'm yeah. Roz, and as you said, I'm a group director in Roche, and I work in the regulatory function, like like Ruby. And um, so part of my role is about sort of inv- advising our. Um, uh, uh, project teams about the regulatory requirements and guidelines that, that we have to um, follow as a pharmaceutical company. Yeah. So I get to work with a really broad range of people from science teams um, through folks working on safety, through the statisticians, um, a, ho- a whole really broad range of, of teams that we work with. Mm -hmm. But as well as that, as well as that sort of piece around drug development, I'm also really uh, privileged to be able to follow my lifelong passion um, for supporting learning and development. And I have Mm -hmm a lot of involvement in things like this, so a lot of early careers activities, Mm -hmm. Um, also working with Topra, which is our regulatory professional organisation, attending similar careers events, um, supporting people in development and and sort of uh, being part of those. Um, Mm -hmm. Also leading a programme within Roche that allows more experienced staff to take advantage of rotations um, Mm. and and to to different parts of the organization, which is really exciting to, you know, really broaden people's roles Mm. and experience um, Mm. and and really grow um, people in that way. Um, Also, I'm I'm a team leader, so I do spend a lot of time coaching and supporting staff within the organization and just helping them along their own development journeys and that's a Mm. key thing at Roche that we really um you know each of us is empowered to drive our own career and so it's it's a really important part of uh, of our own development to to coach and and be coached so yeah Mm -hmm. that's it from me.
0: Fantastic now I think that that's great to hear and I know our audience are always very interested in you know how am I supported throughout my career and you know you're sitting there as the person that is doing that for a number of people like like Ruby on, on the panel today Um, so I think that's really nice message to get out there and um, so thank you so much for that introduction and we'll be coming back to you in a little while to find out more about your particular group area and um, and what you look for an ideal candidate for your group so um right now we're going to head over to find out more from Josie and Ruby about life at Roche so over to you Carla
3: thank you very much Sophie so I'm excited about this one
0: um, and <laughs> Josie I'm
3: going to start with you my love and um, so you're currently placement student from yep. Birmingham studying maths yep. going into the pharmaceutical sector to do you know a placement year in industry what what made you decide that that specific sector you know you you, from a maths background what kind of made you interested to learn a little bit more about Roche and the specific sector
2: yeah so um so i actually um i'm at university at birmingham but um, I went to school in Hertfordshire, so close to Wellin. Yeah. And maybe when I was 17, there was a um, sort of outreach because Rush really does care a lot about um, empowering young people. They've, their early careers, like, focus is incredible. Yeah. So there was an outreach thing that some of the lo- local schools are invited to. That's kind of how I got introduced to the company. Yeah. Um, and first of all, that day was really incredible, really varied um, agenda. And we got to speak to lots of people who were working here in all different mm-hmm. things. The, um, the day was called Generation Next and everyone seemed passionate and happy and fulfilled in like the work that they were doing. Because um, obviously, unlike working in some other industries, when you're working for this, you are actually like helping sick people at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. um once that was on my radar, I, and I did speak to some data scientists on that day. Um, I realized, well, I'm good at math. So I like maths. I'm good with numbers. I do like biology and chemistry, but I don't want to be in a lab. (laughs) Um, and I, and I care at the end of the day about like the healthcare, Mm -hmm. um, and it sort of clicked that like data science and pharmaceuticals is actually going to suit me very well. And, um, and Roche was already on my radar. So now it comes to, I'm at university, I'm making applications because I really want to do a placement year. I really want to get that experience. Yeah. Um, I know about Roche, read its website, read more about it on GradCracker, follow it on LinkedIn and you really just get a vibe, um, about its patient focus yeah. and how driven it is to just like keep out doing itself. Um, and so from then I just, I worked really hard on the application to get here because that was what's standing out. And then since mm-hmm. getting here, the patient focus hasn't gone away. Like whenever yeah. we have any speak from the leaders of the company, the community of leaders, like it's, it's, we are doing it for the patients. It's spoken yeah. about all the time.
4: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and also just like the way that I'm cared for as someone earlier in my career and like encouraged to keep branching out and doing my best. Yeah. Um is what has solidified it as a great employer for me but it don't worry if you're like oh well that's not what i've wanted to do since i was at sick form like i'm not entirely sure what i want to do because most of the other students i work with they were in that position um they've ended up here through um just it standing out to them whilst they're applying to all sorts of industries and now they're here, they're like, okay, I really like it. Yeah, um, now I've got it. <laughs> yeah. I think
3: I think yeah. that's the benefit of doing something like a placement though, isn't it? That you can, it is, it is experience for, for you and for the employer to get to know you as well. You know, it's 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 a two way street, isn't it, for you to get all yeah. that experience. And yeah. um, so I'm going to pick up on you one thing here, which um uh, I don't know if you've prepped for this. Um but you mentioned about a standout application. So you've obviously done a standout application because you sat there on the Grad Cracker webinar now. So what would you, what would you say? So just, just cast your mind back. What prep did you do? You know, what things did you include in your application that you think, Oh, this, this made me stand out to Roche?
2: Yeah. So um, Roche as a heads up, if you're wanting to apply to the placement scheme, I think they request um, a cover letter as well as like an internal application. So yeah. um I I really wanted to get through in the cover letter the things that I'd said about how this really did seem like it combined um, my interests and my skills well. And they really do value, the recruitment process really do value, like you actually, this isn't just one of many applications you've made, like they can tell that this is actually something you want. So Mm -hmm. if you do have um, passion for the work or for the industry, like really make sure that comes across Mm -hmm. Um, and If you get to the assessment day you get feedback whether you um, make it through or not and um, some of the positive feedback I got from my assessment day was that um, like my answers to the interview like the general competency interview were um, prepared and like mature so I'd say do um, think through interview answers and um, like really evaluate all of your experiences in part-time work and also if you'll do if you've done group work at university really Mm. think back on times that you've had during that group work at university plan out okay well think about this time that I actually solved that problem and I helped us get through that issue um Mm. think about it and don't just leave it till the day um that's my advice
3: yeah, I think you've made Brilliant. loads, of, loads yeah. of good points there. That's definitely going to be one of your snippets. Um, and yeah. you've definitely made loads, loads of good points there. And especially, you know, I think when students are, and graduates are applying to opportunities, that they just think about, you know, the, the work experience, not the life experience as well. And yeah. um, So, like, lots of problem-solving activities you'll have done as part of your degree at university. But think outside of the box as well and, you know, just have those all of those situations in your mind. Mm. Um, so... As part of, you know, you're going through your, your placement year now, when you go back to university, what skill sets do you think you're going to take back with you that you found kind of invaluable to finish off your final year and then go on to um, a career in this industry? I'm guessing you're very passionate. I think you're going to stay within this industry. I'm <laughs> That's a going to yes. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I thought um, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, definitely. I mean... Um, through working a nine-to-five there is a structure to it and there is such a need for time management which um it's i think it's easy to maybe um at university sort of you have like week weeks on and weeks off and you can kind of pick it up and put it back down it doesn't Mm, always work entirely well (laughs) but definitely I think if I'd just gone straight back into third year straight back into all those lectures and exams I would have struggled I already feel more um capable and structured at um keeping up like to apply it back all the modules at the same time um and to really make the most of your placement year you've got to get comfortable with speaking to new people Mm -hmm. and um putting yourself out there maybe asking for help is a big one because when you you join such a like a long and um such a long-standing company that has um so many different functions it is all complicated when you start you mm-hmm. have to get used to a- asking questions which in university like is a forgotten skill but you yeah you really benefit from like speaking to your lecturers like for help wherever they're, they're always there um, and that's something I've that and my confidence have already improved I've been here three months I don't I don't think I mentioned that at the start Mm -hmm. um but even doing this like I probably wouldn't have done this before yeah
4: yeah can I can I just make a comment about Josie's um
2: I so I did a placement
4: year as well and I remember coming back to university we were in COVID and I had one in-person seminar I remember I was chatting away doing whatever doing whatever at the end of the seminar my lecturer comes up to me and says Ruby you are a completely different person and that is because I grew so much in confidence and that's what mm. it is exactly what Josie is saying you have to ask questions at work you have mm-hmm. to talk to people that yeah. you don't really yeah. know what their job is you don't really know mm. what they're doing mm-hmm. they have way more experience you kind of you yeah you you get so much more confident and I do think that's something that you know Josie you will take away from this year that's what I took away from the year and I think mm. that kind of my lecturer saying that to me I was like wow this is this is amazing it's amazing Mm. to have that confidence so that's something that I definitely agree with you there Josie and the asking questions thing definitely asking questions thing yeah (laughs) I think that is a
3: a hidden skill because people don't ask questions and it's just so infuriating because you know I, I think everybody just should be like a sponge.
2: Mm -hmm. Because
3: people love to be asked questions, you know, like, you know, Ros and Giuliani are sat there smiling and nodding, you think, oh yeah, ask me a question about Rosh, ask me a question. And people love giving the answers, people love showing their skills and all that, you know, information Mm. they've got in their brains as well um so yeah perfect
0: thank you Josie. i think um i think it's one of those things carla as well that i've noticed is a really a common theme throughout all yeah, of these webinars is. that we do mm-hmm. you know the the students and, and grads that we have on these panels obviously have been successful through the application process they're on a you know working either full-time or an industrial placement and it's always ask questions ask questions ask yeah. questions that's how you're going to get the most out of the the situation so I think that's a really key point for anybody watching this in any mm. placement internship graduate job that you go into ask 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 is is, yeah. is, is, the, is the way forward <laughs> you're not meant to know no exactly <laughs> that's why
3: people are there you know that this is why Ros is there you, you do what you do with the training and development and your leaderships and everything else this is this is why we're all here Every day is a school day and um, did you finish off your points that you wanted to make there before we move on to Ruby yeah thank you I'm thinking oh, I'm I think I think she just your finished remember. your bit off perfectly yeah, sorry, great. You it's a nice little smiley family Ruby <laughs> so let's tell let's talk about you so you've been at Rochefort nearly a year happy anniversary for next week thank uh, you so yeah, you know why choose why choose rush in general?
4: You know why did you study what you studied at university? Tell us all about you. Mm. Yeah, um, so I think university, why I studied what I studied? I was really interested in disease, really really interested. Do not know i microorganisms I'm really interested in the gut that was just kind of a really natural route for me um and actually while I was at university I kind of thought okay yeah I like microbes I like I like that kind of thing so I decided to do a placement year in a pharmaceutical manufacturing lab in their microbiology team which I did really enjoy and I learned a massive amount and it was a really great experience Um, but I kind of found you know, I enjoyed the lab, but, you know, was there something else I wanted a bit more? Um, and that kind of thought was kind of ticking over in the back of my head during my final year. So I went back to Leeds to do my final year and I was thinking, oh, OK, I think I want to go into a lab. The opportunity came up to work in a COVID testing centre. And. Um, mm-hmm. And I did some more lab work and actually decided, you know what, I'm not sure this is for me. I enjoyed it both times when I did it, but I thought, actually, I want something different. I want to be in a situation where I can help people, but I want to be in an environment where I feel really inspired. And, you know, there's a lot of innovation um, and
3: Sorry, Carla, I can see you have a No, 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 love. I'm just I'm just, I'm just picking every part of your brain possible. So, <laughs> you know, you were sat there, you know, you've done a couple of um, different experiences in a lab, whether it's part of your degree or in the COVID testing centre. So for you to turn around and say, yeah, I enjoy the lab work, but there's something a little bit more out there that I want to experience. Was that a bit of a scary thought process that you had to go through? Do you know a lot of your peers, were they going lab central and you have yeah. to go outside the box a little bit so were you quite brave amongst our you know your friendship group to do something different
4: I, I definitely felt like that. I really had my eyes pinned on a particular graduate scheme that was in the labs, and right. there was just one day I remember coming back from when I was working the COVID testing lab. And don't get me wrong, it was an amazing experience, but I thought, I don't, I don't want, I don't think I want this for my future. And it did scare me and it did worry me. Um, but I kind of thought, you know what, I do want something different. And actually, quite a few of my people I know. Um, had done placement years at Roche or had worked at Roche. And they, too, similar to me, had come back to uni with these amazing experiences, so confident. And I thought, you know what, that is somewhere where I can go and I can make a difference to people's lives, but also make a difference to myself and, you know, have a great career, work with amazing, inspiring people. So, you know, I really had Roche in my head. And then I saw, um, actually advertised on Grad Cracker, the graduate program for regulatory. I did a bit of reading around regulatory. I really really liked how you know you were working across the whole of the drug development process. You're working with so many different functions. And it's really, I think, something for me that really made me not so much think about the lab is that I love people. I love talking. (laughs) That's such a big part (laughs) of my personality. And I thought, you know what, that actually suits me quite well, I think. Um, So yeah, I applied to that and had Um, you know went through the application process and was successful and I think you know I'm I remember my boss saying to me actually I think when I first started she said to me Ruby you know that assessment day is so great because at the end of it you give people jobs and you change their lives and I thought it was a bit cheesy when she said it and now a year in you know I'm sat here in Switzerland working with amazing people being inspired working on amazing products and it does it changes your life something like this so you know it's it's it is. It's incredible. I don't. I think me and Josie are great. Um, so. I mean, I want
0: to come and work there. So. hold <laughs> on. I don't think we're brainy enough to. No, no, no. Definitely not. No. But I mean, so, I think it's it's so nice. Like listening to you two, you are so passionate about what yeah. you do. It's such an early stage in your career. And, you know, this is this is the type of people that Ross want to apply to them and um, people that have really got that passion coming through, really motivated. And I mean, you two are just uh, just perfect to kind of show off, you know, what Ross is looking for. So, um, but yeah, I think I think we're going to dive into finding out more about your actual makeup. Uh, I saw that, well. Sorry, <laughs> you You're making them
3: blush, sir. The I know. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Ru- oh, Do you know what was it? Switzerland, Ruby. So you need to tell us, why are you in Switzerland?
4: Um, so funny story, this is actually my second time in Switzerland in two weeks. I thought um, it might be a funny story. <laughs> which is a bit crazy. So I've, I've had a couple of opportunities to come out, actually. So I had an opportunity a few months ago to come out to work with a multifunctional team to yeah. um, develop our label so the product that I work on um so that yeah the document that I work on which was great and an amazing experience um I came out here last week we could because we had a big regulatory team meeting for a different product I work on um and it's amazing because you get to meet your team members you get to have discussion that sometimes you don't necessarily get to have when you're kind of all in different rooms across the world um and today I'm actually in Basel because as part of my graduate program, I have an opportunity to do a rotation in any department I want. So I'm actually here with um, PD Data Science, um, looking at kind of having a taster basically with mm-hmm. one of their teams um and kind of getting to know what they're like and what they're doing um, and they very kindly invited me out here so yeah I've had some really different um really exciting opportunities to come out so again that's that's been really amazing and I mean Switzerland is beautiful so mm-hmm. that's that <laughs> that's been so, great. so just
0: for the audience's benefit Basel is is Roche's global HQ isn't it yeah. so that's that's um why you that's kind of the central place for you to go to. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Ruby, was it half, half, that half you saying, oh am I allowed? And has saying, I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm, on <laughs> that, I'm on that plane. I'm there. Probably.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> um, so Josie, thanks, Ruby. We'll come back to you in just one sec to talk about the team that you're in and your role um, a little bit more. So, Josie, we, we spoke to you briefly at the beginning just about um, your position within Roche, what you do, what your team's like. Can you just give us a little bit you know, more detail on that? And if I was you know, a student watching the webinar thinking, oh, I want to apply to the Roche um, placement schemes, kind of... Uh, a, a day in the life of a week in the mm. life of you you know what do you get up to on a, mm. on a daily basis and um, I know you're based in Wellin at the moment is that what your life is looking like for the year and um, do you work from home is it a bit hybrid I'm throwing
2: a lot at you but just tell me about your day-to-day experiences mm-hmm. absolutely so um, I am based in Wellin and um, it's moving us slightly away from this now just starting in September but the general like ethos here at the office is you can come in if it's what suits you and you can work at home if it's what suits you um which the Mondays and Fridays we get a lot of people working at home Tuesdays and Thursdays have become anchor days which is when people are encouraged to be here so you can be actually there with your team yeah on Tuesdays and Thursdays but um since I started I've basically come in every day. There's been a couple Mm -hmm. of days where I've worked from home. In my opinion, I can't really beat um, being here with all the resources and all the other members of my team. I'm like, I get to be in the zone and I get to focus (laughs) when I'm here. Um, So that's that aspect of it. Um, So yeah, so my current role is really statistical programming um, for actual clinical trial data. I think there are opportunities elsewhere in this company you can do data science that is more from a sort of like hindsight analytics or um using extra data or real world data or um developing methodologies but I am actually analyzing the clinical trials that we're getting from all of the current studies um we have within that there are people working in different areas so you can be late phase or early phase I'm basically working on early phase. So the yeah. studies that I'm on at the moment are phase one when they um, are got less patients. There's yeah. more so investigating safety as opposed to efficacy. They don't last very long. Those are yeah. the sort of studies I'm working on. Um, and then within that, we've got people working in different therapy areas, different disease areas. My um, disease area that my studies are on is uh, um, ophthalmology at the moment so the studies I'm working on are actually about um macular degeneration it's um like um blindness as you age yeah
5: okay. so
2: that's um the summary about that but um sort of the interaction between my roles and the other roles is that um we have the statisticians on the study
5: mm-hmm, they are mm-hmm.
2: making a lot of decisions they um Um, often have master's degrees and they um, look at uh, study size and all sorts of things about how we know whether we've been successful on what we're monitoring or not. And then they work with us, the programmers, and we are um, extracting what it is that they're looking for from the larger data and we're Mm -hmm. making data sets and outputs, which is tables, listings, graphs. Um, And there's it's quite a large community that we yeah, all yeah. are forming um, so programming language wise um, um, most people the one the one that most people might have heard of is R which is a statistical programming language and we also use SAS we yeah. um, have been using mostly SAS up until now-ish and we're trying to move on to more R but don't Mm. worry if you want to apply to this job and you've never done any of those programming languages I hadn't either um and so I've had um lots of training since getting here in Mm. to know what I need to know um so I suppose if we were thinking of a day in the life I'm turning up to work at the wedding (laughs) office (laughs) Um, I'm Uh, programming and working I have a manager and a buddy and they help me lots make sure I've got enough work really approachable if I need I don't know how to program that can you help me Um, where's this error coming from help me please (laughs) (laughs) Um, but also um, the the placement program here is like very well established like there are people who have been working here 20 years and you say how did you get into this company I did a placement year in 2001 oh, yeah. okay yeah so I love that, um, yeah. they have mm. lots of um what when you get here as a placement student you um I'm put on um newsletter uh, editing committees Brilliant. meeting wow. committees there are a few forums that I was basically instantly regularly presenting in so yeah. um the teamwork and presenting skills have started like immediately um, mm-hmm. and through doing that I of just sort of like building up the knowledge of the entire thing. Um, there's a lot to understand about the data flow, but also just about the whole drug development process as a whole. Mm. And every day I seem to have understood a bit more about it. But that's
3: i think as as well with getting in, involved in the like the committees um, and the forums and things like that you are expanding your, your mind into different teams and how they work and how, and how they interact mm. with each other and i think yeah. that's really important as well you're not just you know confined to your own four walls of your own department you know you're mm. learning about the, the the other teams available as well and yeah. there's another yeah. thing in um, jersey about what you said about um the benefits of going into the office and I, there are a lot of students again i think ruby will Ruby will agree, Juliana and Ros, I'm sure you'll agree as well. And um, There are so many benefits about going into the work environment. And I know mm. there's a lot of grads and students who are currently thinking about applying to opportunities and thinking, oh, you know, I, could, I can work from home. The employer lets me work from home. But I do think you're missing out. I think, you know, the, the place to be is around your peers, learning, listening to how everything goes on. So I think I think that is definitely a no-brainer to get into the working environment. And... Mm. Um, Josie, you mentioned that things might change from September. So, Ros, Juliana, what is the situation for um, next year's intake?
5: Is it kind of a hybrid approach still or are we changing things around a bit? So I I think the main change is is just around trying to get more of that buzz in the office. So reflecting what you've said really is that, you know, yes, we have the sort of, Each of us can decide for ourselves where it's best to work on a particular day. But I think really just encouraging people to come into the office to reestablish all of those networks that maybe, you know, weren't so strong when we all had to work at home and and just, you know, it's a really key thing for Roche is for us to build our networks and to get to know all the different functions and and areas. So. You know that that's the trick, the change really, and I think people coming in so twenty twenty three uptake intake. I think that's really what you'll see is is you know us really creating a buzz in the office, and and mm. as you said, I think it's essential for people early in career to really come to the office and interact and mm. be part of the of the community. I agree.
0: Sorry, sorry. And I just think that, you know, working for a, an organization, you know, the, the size of Roche, where you do have the opportunity to, yeah. to communicate with so many different departments and different people and different teams. Um, that, you know, being in the office and being able to take advantage of that is is just an amazing opportunity at such, such an early stage in the career. Again I mean
3: I I agree, I'm not disagreeing with you, so obviously I'm there. Um,
0: <laughs> but I think
3: I think um just to take again, just to take a step back and and Ruby, you touched on this um, when you were at university, you know, a bit maybe being in lockdown, we're dealing with students now who could have been at university didn't have an experience university life because they have been in lockdown and then we're all sat here you know smiling away saying oh you know get yourself into the office and you know it's, it's really beneficial to you and again Rose, i'm gonna i think i'm gonna come back to you but anybody can speak um you know there, there might be a bit have been they might be a bit apprehensive you know they might be sat there thinking oh my goodness I'm absolutely terrified so what what do you do so what does do as an employer to help these students kind of how can you kind of guide them or make sure they're going to be okay on their first day or even attending assessment centers and everything else like that how would you make them feel okay
4: Um, I mean, I I think (laughs) we'll be straight in there. (laughs) I mean, I was just gonna say, I think from the get go, you know, you have a fantastic support network around you. So you know, I have a line manager, I have a buddy, I have a mentor, I have all of my people I work on my product teams with, and everyone is so approachable and lovely that I think you can be very honest. Also, prior to starting, I think I had two or three calls with either graduates or my line manager um, Mm -hmm. about this. I also think Roche is a company that gives its employees trust And I think they trust you to make a decision that is best for you. So, for example, if you're feeling a bit anxious about coming in, you could decide to be coming on a Monday or Friday when the office is typically more quiet to start with and then maybe build it up or maybe only come in in the afternoons when actually it is a bit quieter. So we have that flexibility to kind of do things as is best for how you work. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that definitely helps with the COVID situation. I don't know if Ros or Juliana has any or Josie has anything else to say around that. I think it's a really great great point Ruby there's there's basically a lot of
5: support and you know each individual can make a decision based on what's right for them so as you say if someone's feeling anxious maybe they have someone vulnerable that they know or, or you know that they need to be particularly careful then we can have that discussion and, and agree what's right for that that individual so yeah. and you know we do see a real range of, of everybody's mm-hmm. different aren't they so some yeah. people are yeah keen to come into the office they're really ready for it and and other people aren't so you know we do recognize that as as well and you know the Mm. overall aim that we want to get more people into the office to interact but recognizing that each individual has to do what's right for them.
3: Yeah, and then they have to speak up as well. Though it goes back to asking questions. If you do have, um, you know, certain requirements, or if you are anxious, like Ruby just said, there's mentors out there. There's there's grads that can call you and everything else. So just make sure you you let Rosh know where you are and, and and what you need from them.
2: Um, can I um can I just add because obviously I I started only three months ago, so it still feels fresh for me. And I just wanted to make the point that the um, placement scheme works, so that when you start. You sort of have a counterpart student who started at the same time ah, last year as like an yeah. overlap, because um, it's thirteen months as opposed to twelve. So, yeah. so anything. I didn't feel like I'd just been sort of thrown into this huge company. I had this literal counterpart buddy <laughs> yeah. who had been in the exact same position a year before, um, who approximately my age, so felt really easy to approach. Yeah, um, and. you you see like how much they've flourished in their year and how absolutely respected they are and not treated like a student how much they've accomplished and like all of them and you just start to feel like well if they didn't a year there's no reason I can't and like my buddy my counterpart who had the overlap with me was absolutely lovely um gets you involved in all the social aspects that you might not be thinking about and you get to sit with her when I came into the office um so in terms of confidence in starting that was a huge help so if you're thinking about the placement program it will probably be the same for you
3: yeah good Thanks, good point, Josie. so if um, i'm just gonna would... ask shall i just ask Ruby about her, her current role i was
0: hoping you might
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> see we've, we've flipped seats now so it's normally me who's just like chairing these webinars like, in in and now i'm just like having a right jolly yeah <laughs> 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 Ruby, so again, touched on your role at the beginning, so tell us a little bit more and about your team as well, please. Uh,
4: Yeah, so um, as we've kind of mentioned, Ros and I sit in the same big function regulatory, um, but I sit in the labelling team. So what we do is we create something, um, a document that is our company position on a molecule. So that includes the key efficacy and safety information about a molecule, um, and also you know dosage administration storage and our role really we're involved in the whole drug development process so we'll start quite early on and um, we'll kind of speak to the development teams and say okay what do we want to get in our documents that are labeled what what do we want to achieve and then we can direct kind of the clinical trials from that um, which is really exciting right up into, you know, actually writing it and then sending it to the health authority. And something that I really love about my role is what I write is the only patient facing regulatory document. So patients actually see what I'm doing. Um, And I think, you know, something that I love about my job is that I think, okay, if I, you know, apply my skills and my expertise to write this in a certain way, one more patient might be able to use this, or one more patient might be able to use this more easily, or there'll be Mm. less error, you know, that, that is a really, really rewarding part of my job, Um, something that is also great in my role is that I get to work across with people all across the world, so loads of different um countries loads of different health authorities working on their label um, is really really cool so I'm I absolutely love that side of it um and yeah just kind of I think the thing that is so great about this role is that there is so much variety you know I work across quite a lot of products um in different therapeutic areas you know some days I'll be working on um you know something quite early on in development but sometimes I'll be working on something that is quite an established product um my role is so varied you know it's it's a cliche for people to say no day is the same but really (laughs) no day is the same um and I think similarly to Josie as graduates you know we're really given the opportunity to get involved in loads of different activities so like forums writing bulletins um you know buddying new graduates getting involved in site-specific activities there is just so much to do and you know i think i i was actually having a call with the new graduate in our team the other day and i was talking and i was thinking wow i actually know loads of stuff (laughs) i've actually learned loads in my year Um, so yeah i think i think my my job is very varied but it's mainly kind of maintaining writing and maintaining that key regulatory document you don't I think that's really you
3: nerdy, know, and yeah. tell other people you think. Whoa, yeah,
4: I know. <laughs> I think it's really
0: interesting that Ruby, because I I don't think I would have expected a graduate to be doing that. Yes, sort yeah. of level of detail I mean it's it's a lot of responsibility from a very early stage in the career to to be writing these documents in a really complicated language and really com- complicated science to then you know like you said educate mm-hmm. um, the general public and make it more um, effective and safe and um, so I, I really don't think I would have expected that to be you know in in a graduate um, and have that opportunity at at such an early
4: stage that's really interesting yeah Um, I I think we have so much support from the graduate scheme like I can't even describe how how much you know support we are given and there's always someone to turn to but on the flip side we're also given trust and responsibility yeah. mm-hmm. um so that does also really make you enthusiastic about your job and really make you work hard um so yeah it is it's it's very exciting
0: <laughs> thank you so much ruby right roz i'm gonna jump over to you and um, to find out a little bit more about the um other roles in regulatory because i know obviously Ruby's role is was one aspect of it, but if you could give us an overview of of what other
5: things um, graduates and students could get involved in in your group. Yes, of course. So as Ruby said, you know the the regulatory function is is really huge and varied. And just to give you a a feel for it, we have a thousand people worldwide in our regulatory function. So you know it's 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 really huge. Mm. Um. So all so you know broadly we as Ruby said, we offer support right through the development of of projects. So like offering strategic advice in terms of development, right through to submitting applications to run clinical trials in various Mm -hmm. countries, and then finally through to actually getting a product onto the market and and submitting Mm -hmm. the um, applications to regulatory agencies for that. So Mm -hmm. You know, there are loads of different opportunities for people with all sorts of different skills and talents. Mm-hmm. So things like you know, Ruby focuses on the labelling. We have um, opportunities for folks to focus on the writing of regulatory documents. Um, mm-hmm. Also, folks that uh, manage communications with other teams and with the science colleagues and really look at the strategic side of things. Yeah. Um, kind of more project management roles and planning the pathway to get our medicines to patients Um. There's opportunities around um, supporting clinical trials and, and, um, you know, gathering data, as as Ruby does, also the support of the labelling and connecting with health authorities. So there's really a whole range of things that Mm. that, um, our graduates could get involved in. That's
0: fantastic. And that's it, such a wide range of skills yeah. just from those those mm. those schemes, you know, you, from the strategy to the, you know, the really scientific element of it. And, um, you know, for, for graduates watching this today, there's really is something for everyone just in that one area of and um, never mind the rest of the business that, you know, some of which we've heard about today. So um that's that's really great to to hear Oz. um I know all like as you mentioned at the beginning you also get involved in the early career side of things so if you could sort of pick the ideal candidate out of a hat you know other than obviously Ruby and Josie that are here today (laughs) what sort sort of skills would you be
5: looking for? So I think You know, at Roche, we really want to look for a diverse range of people. So I wouldn't want to say there's one specific type of person because I think we recognize that having lots of different types of people is really valuable and and really brings creativity to to our teams and the way Mm -hmm. that we do things so I think like most folks in regulatory, but not all will have some sort of degree in life sciences or pharmaceutical yeah. sciences or, or a related area. But again, it does depend on which which function you're in. But in general, that, that's where we, um, you know, that's where we, that that's the sort of um, background we look for. Mm-hmm. But I think more than that, and I think this was probably alluded to earlier by Juliana, you know, we are looking for people that match the Roche value so they're really passionate yeah. like like Josie and, and Ruby you know you can mm-hmm. really see how passionate they are about what mm-hmm. they do um mm-hmm. you know that they have integrity and really think about the right thing to do for patients and for the for the development programs mm-hmm. and um also like courage to just try new yeah. things to do something mm-hmm. different to to really think outside of the box and, and be creative so you know that we that those are the qualities that we look for and I was interested Josie mentioned about um you know we we do ask for a cover letter mm-hmm. and that yeah. in that what I really look for is what's motivating someone to be at Roche what's mm. you know not what have they done necessarily but what is what's what's their sort of purpose to get up in the morning and why would they do that at Roche you know what what yeah. would motivate them and that you know I really do look at a cover letter for that and and that's yeah. what makes someone stand out I think that's a really
0: good point. I think it is it's getting the passion across, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. you, that, you know, tell me why you want to work here and, you know, what makes you get, get up in the morning. And I think it's quite refreshing to hear as well, because quite often when, when we talk to um, people, recruiters and, you know, people can be quite focused on um, technical skills and, you know, mm-hmm. expressing, you know, what that you match what the job needs but maybe we can forget about actually you do need to be passionate as well um and show that through through your initial application so thank you so much for for that Roz um I'm going to head back to you Juliana um so just off the back of what Roz was saying was is there anything else that you would say I know because obviously we were just speaking more more specifically about regulatory there but does that kind of go across the board for Roche when you're looking at applications coming in yes so let me
1: give you a little bit of tips and tricks that I think yeah. are useful in general. And I would say the first and foremost, which anybody can say that it's basic, is really reading the job description of the of yes. what you're going to yes. apply. For. <laughs> because I guess that sometimes we just feel, OK, I want this company and I'm just going to go ahead and apply. But it's very important for you to really understand What's the role? What's the purpose? Mm. Why is Rush hiring for this concrete department area? Because yeah. that is what's going to give you the input to really be competitive when you apply yeah. your, your, your CV. Mm-hmm. Another thing, I guess, and, and I know that when you're starting to look for a job, it's, it takes a lot of time. And yeah. it takes a lot of, of commitment because any different companies might need different things. So you need to be really mindful of what each particular company is looking for. Mm -hmm. and another thing is assessment centers and interviews when you're the first time you're going to do them obviously you're scared and you're nervous and we Mm -hmm. know that so we're not Mm -hmm. expecting you to really not having those anxiety while you're presenting or whatever that's okay and I guess my my best advice there is just be your true self like show Mm -hmm. yourself as you are and and when you do that you're a lot more fresh and you're able to really show what you can bring back to rush so in general that's yeah. what we look for we're not looking for experts we're not looking for the best technical skills we're looking for people that really are genuine in the way they present themselves to us yeah
0: brilliant that's uh that's that's really nice to hear yeah. and you know it's, it's great for the students to you know, you want them to be themselves. Um, and I think yeah. this is it's, it's difficult because obviously students are going to be very nervous and, and graduates are going to be nervous during the recruitment process. But it's better for them and for you as a business to know them, the real them before they, they start working for you. So I think that's a really good point. Um, quickly, Juliana, could you just give us a overview of, of the actual recruitment process? So what steps do the students need to go through to, to apply and then be successful at the end? Sure. So I guess that as we have in our hub,
1: we're going to start and kick off our recruitment cycle, Mm -hmm. meaning that we already have some posts out. Mm -hmm. But in the next upcoming weeks, we're going to have all the placements and all the graduate schemes. Mm -hmm. Um, After getting out, we're going to receive applications. This is going to last around a month or so, so that you are patient on receiving a response from us, because Mm -hmm. we want obviously to get out and to have enough people applying. So this would take around a month, a month and a half, sometimes even two months. Then mm-hmm. what is going to happen is that the recruitment team is going to go through CVs and through cover letters. So be sure to read carefully what you need yeah. to submit as documents, CV, some positions might get ask for a cover letter, so it's key to, to really go through the, the things that are needed for the application. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, then it's a joint work between the program managers and recruitment to really go through the series and decide who are going to make it to the next stage, which generally will be a video interview, which mm-hmm. I know might sound scary as well. But basically, how it works is that you have a couple of questions and then you would have around 30 seconds to one minute to respond to them. Those questions are mainly based on motivation, on the why, on why rush, on why this, department or this role so just to get to know you a little bit better than just on your cv and cover letter and from this we will then once again filter candidates that will go up to an assessment center Mm -hmm. in an assessment center basically what we do is measure both Soft skills, so there's going to be something that you can do individually or as a group. We just want to see you in action. So Mm -hmm. in action, meaning how do you communicate? How do you engage with other people? How you are an active listener to what others need to share? And and just to see you like in a day-to-day interaction, because generally when you're in a company, you work in teams. So seeing how that works. And then with this, you're going to have a panel of people observing you. Once again, I know this is scary, but these Mm -hmm. people are there as well to get to know you. So, once yeah. again, be curious. So, ask questions. Well, that's keen on assessment because that shows you're interested in being part of it and, and in getting more information. Um, and as well, be sure that you include all the other people in assessment too, like all the other candidates. Yeah. Um, and afterwards, I guess sometimes we will have an interview or even with the assessment, it would be enough for us to make a final decision. Meaning that we are going to stand offers around January, February, so that we can have you onboarded between July. June, July, and September, depending on the program. We try mm-hmm. to give you information throughout the whole recruitment process as well, so that we can manage expectations and yeah. time.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much. That's a really thorough overview of what students can expect. And I think that's it's nice for them to understand what happens in, in, behind the scenes as well. Like you were saying, about you know, this is why it might take this amount of time. We're sifting, we're going through everything. So that's brilliant. Um and like we said, the roles are going to be live on the Grad Cracker Company Hub in the next few weeks. So make sure you follow them, be alerted or go there straight away and apply to the regulatory group roles that are live right now. Um, I'm going to finish with a really quick, quick yay. fire round. Uh, yes, we were going to be allowed yeah. so no, go go to do this. No, we're going to do one. Um, so, on. <laughs> so I just want to run round all of you and just ask, what is your favourite thing about working at Roche? And I'll start with you, Juliana. So
1: for me, is being able to balance my willingness to grow professionally with my
4: personal dreams and my personal life. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And Ruby? Uh, I think for me, it's working with inspiring people. Oh, perfect.
2: And Josie? For me, it's um, being, despite being a student and being new, being um, respected and being trusted with impactful work.
5: Brilliant, and
2: oh, Well, uh, aside from the falafels that they serve
5: in the canteen, which are <laughs> legend, I, like <laughs> um, I, I just think the diversity of people that I get to work with—people from all backgrounds, from all countries—just uh, yeah, just love that interaction with so many different types of people. Perfect. I, I me,
3: think yeah. I think we've got time for an interesting fact, so I
0: think we have. I think we have. Okay, Carla's pushing me finally. If you could all give me a cool interesting. or interesting fact about Roche. So again, coming back to you, Juliana, what's your cool or interesting fact?
1: Um, so for me, it would be that even if I'm from another region from it, because I'm originally from Colombia, regardless yeah. of who you are, you are welcome. Oh,
4: Excellent. that's a nice fact. That's like a it. nice
0: one. Mm-hmm. Ruby.
4: Um, my fact is is that this year we celebrated our 125-year anniversary of Yay! Roche. Yeah.
0: Wow.
3: <laughs> Long history. I thought, I thought you were gonna say something about disease there, Ruby. <laughs> like, oh juicy, juicy.
4: I'll <laughs> save it for another day. <laughs> <Yes>. Never <laughs> Josie coming to you.
2: Um, my fun fact is that today in Wellin is Live Well Day and there's been lots of um paint by numbers, colouring in, playing with Lego, oh. a cool um reflex game. Uh, I got to put wear a headband and move a ball with my mind and there was some garden stuff and then later it's family and friends day and everyone's bringing their kids and their family oh
0: how
5: lovely oh. that sounds so great
0: yeah oh okay love that make sure you're being surfer going to that, yeah, we're going yeah. to
5: that. <laughs> head on down I'm heading there later with my daughter really looking oh, forward yeah. to it it's oh, a great great you. thing Yes. yeah yeah um yeah go so- on Ros Oh, my cool fact, um, so 16.4 million people were treated with Roche medicines in 2021. So massive wow. oh, 16.4 million. Yeah. That
0: just yeah. gives you the scale and yeah. the
5: scope of what a company like Roche can
0: do and achieve. Um and yeah, that that's just it's just mind blowing, isn't it? Um, and you can be part of it, you can be part of it. And you can be, be part of it. Yeah. In. So thank you all so much for giving us such an amazing insight into Roche today. It really has been fascinating for me, um, and I'm sure for our audience listening yeah. as well, to hear about the different um, areas of the business that you can work in and the experiences that that you and um, that Ro- uh, Ruby and Josie have had so far. I nearly <laughs> called you Rosie then. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, yeah, no, it's been, it's been really great to hear that. And, and I think you two have been beautiful ambassadors for for Roche today yeah, and, amazing you amazing. know you really have shown how passionate you are about what you do um and given a real insight into your day-to-day lives um so I'm I'm, I'm sure there's going to be hundreds yeah. of students heading to the Roche Hub now to <laughs> to get their applications in so um, the recording of this webinar will be available for you to watch t- tomorrow on the Roche Company Hub and in the Grad Cracker Career Centre as always, but also then break this up into kind of key chunks and highlights and um, um, for some of the kind of key guidance that we've talked through today as well. So remember, our employers absolutely love it when you tell them that you've watched their webinar, as they know that means you'll already have a really good understanding of their company and it shows you've got a real interest and given what we've heard today, that is so important in an application to Roche. So make sure you head to their company hub, get start following or get your applications in straight away and let them know that you've attended this webinar. Um, next week we have two webinars. So it's a busy week for Carla. Um, yeah, Carla and Jessica like are going to be joined by, I know, going <laughs> to be joined by Mercedes F1 on Monday and SSE on Thursday. So you can register yeah. your interest to attend both webinars in the Gradcracker Career Centre. Once again, thank you to Juliana, Ruby, Roz, and Josie from Roche. It's been so lovely um, and such a valuable insight for our audience into working for you. Um, So thank you all again so much. And yes, see everybody later. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody. Thanks for having us. No great opportunity
2: to speak. Thanks.
0: (laughs) See you later. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.